Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What do those words mean to you? To me, they say, thank you, America, for your strength, your courage, and for our freedom, which has been a beacon to the world for 200 years. Of the United States of America. Whose bright stars are 50 states, each bearing its own stamp of individuality. People. 200 million strong people who have come to her from all corners of the earth. And to the republic for which it stands. A land of laws and an ingenious system of checks and balances that allows no man to become a tyrant and lets no group prevail if their power is not tempered with a real concern for the government. A land where the right of dissent and free speech is jealously guarded. For the ballot box is the sword, and the people its wielder. One nation under God. A land where freedom of worship is a cornerstone of her being. A land graced with temples and churches, synagogues and altars that rise in profusion to embrace all the religions of the world. A land forged by the hot steel and raw courage, and formed forever by the awful crucible civil war. Great liberty. Where man in pursuit of an honest life will not be denied his chance. Where her citizens move freely within her vast borders without hindrance or fear. A land brimming with opportunity. Where freedom of choice is the guideline for all. And justice. The courts of our land are open to all. Wheels of justice grind for all causes, all people. They look to every avenue for justice, every concern of the law, and they temper their reasoning with mercy for all.
as one one of the few proud the United States Marines and I'm coming to you live Dr. C. Robert Jones Colonel to some good friend to many from beautiful Old Town Alexandria yeah <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, listen up, folks. Tonight is round two, October 11, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria, as I said, the United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The call in number is 347 8500 Mitt Romney, bested Barack Hussein Obama. The excuses were abundant. It was the climate. Uh, Mitt Romney was a liar. Barack Obama wasn't prepared for the Mitt Romney he saw. It was a different Mitt Romney, blah, 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 blah. Excuses, excuses. Tonight, Joe Biden goes up against <laughs> goes up against Paul Ryan, the smart guy. He's got the intellect, he's got the hair, he's got the style, he's got it all. Joe Biden's got he's got something. <laughs> he's a likable dude. But let's take a listen, if you will, to some of Joe Biden's uh well, I, I like to call him his, uh, well, what are they really? It's just his biggest hits. Let's call it, let's let's call it this, Joe Biden's biggest hits. So let's take a listen, shall we, and give a chuckle, <laughs> despite yourself. You're going to enjoy this. <laughs> listen Barack up. Obama has made an intelligent choice for the vice presidency. By the way, do you know the website? 
You know, I'm embarrassed. You know the website number? I, uh, you know, I should have it in front of me, and I don't. I'm, I'm, right. I'm actually embarrassed. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story, man. Look at what they value and look at their budget. And what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. They're going to put you all back in chains. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. Coming by businesses, 7-Elevens and Dunkin' Donuts and small shops, just like those Italian um, uh, immigrants used to do. Now is the time to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick, end of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. The president has a big I stick. I promise you. <laughs> he promises. I'm a United States senator and a vice president of the United States for one reason, because I was educated. I was educated. Part of what a leader does is to instill confidence, is demonstrate that he or she knows what they're talking about and communicates to people. If you listen to me and follow what I'm suggesting, we can fix this. When the stock market crashed, Franklin Roosevelt got on television and didn't just talk about the, you know, the, the princes of greed. He said, look, here's what happened. They're just not used to somebody really smart. They're just not used to somebody who's really well-educated. They just don't know quite how to handle it. Because if he's as smart as Barack is, he mustn't be from my neighborhood. And I knew somebody famous was going to come out of Scranton, and I sure in hell knew it wasn't going to be me. And I also am told that, uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what, stand up for Chuck. <laughs> You tell I'm new. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Look, John's last-minute economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S. Because <laughs> if he's as smart as Barack is, he mustn't be from my neighborhood. Um, Good Lord. I don't think you do that. Another thing I, uh, I heard, I heard a very, by the way, and I mean this sincerely, a very strong and a very good political speech from a lieutenant governor of Alaska who I think is going to be very formidable. And very formidable not only in the campaign but in debate. Have you found you have to be uber careful and disciplined in terms of being no. out on the campaign trail? No. Even call centers, even call centers, which rushed overseas in the hundreds of thousands. How many times you get the call? I'd like to talk to you about your credit card, okay? Or, or that ad on TV. What is it, Nancy? This is Nancy. Can I talk to a supervisor, right? Okay. Well, it's a little overdone, but the truth of the matter is, 
These were these jobs now are paying about nineteen dollars and fifty cents an hour. If memory serves me. I could. I'm, I have more to say, but I'm saying too much already because these guys, these guys get me going a little bit, and you're and you're going to have trouble translating all this uh, because. Stand up, Chuck. God love you. Have tendonitis by the time she finishes. Some political pundits think Vice President Biden has become a political liability for the Obama campaign. And there's buzz about Hillary Clinton replacing him on the Democratic ticket. The question tonight, should Obama make the switch? In hard times, America needs smart, disciplined leadership. A vice president Americans can count on. Three-letter word, jobs. J-O-B-S, jobs. Improving race relations. They're going to put you all back in chains. Put you all back in chains. Helping small businesses. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven Using fiscally sane policies. You're telling me you got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? The answer is yes, I'm telling you. And bringing Americans together with hope. Murder will continue to rise. Rape will continue to rise. Some people say Joe Biden should be dropped from Obama's ticket. But we say Joe should stay. Joe Biden, America's greatest vice president. When we need him most. (laughs) They're going to put you all back in chains. Put you all back in chains. Oh, my goodness. Y'all. Gonna put y'all back in shape. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. No Bernie Madoff, Ken Lay, Dennis Kozlowski, criminals, gluttons of greed, and the evil genius who towered over them. One man has the guts to speak his name. Big Bird. Big Bird. Big Bird. It's me, Big Bird. Big, yellow, a menace to our economy. Mitt Romney knows it's not Wall Street you have to worry about. It's Sesame Street. I- I'm going to stop the subsidy to PBS. Mitt Romney, taking on our enemies no matter where they nest. All right. Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. So that's the Joe Biden that we've all come to know and love. He is that uncle, that grandfather, that uh, cousin that comes over during Christmas time or Thanksgiving or at the uh, at the summer picnic or maybe the family reunion. He's that guy. He's that guy who comes over and during the picnic, he's got some Tupperware in his vehicle or he stopped over at the local restaurant and got some of those styrofoam um, carriers, food carriers. And uh, he, he goes out to his car. He, he goes and gets those carriers. He brings them out. He loads up a couple of, a couple of those and puts them back in the, in the passenger seat and then comes back and joins the party. That's Joe Biden. But are we going to get that Joe Biden tonight? Because, you know, I'm hearing, you know, unlike a lot of folks uh, on the left, I tend to tune in to a lot of different stations in the, during the during the course of the the morning. Of course, I stick with Fox and Friends from six until nine. But after that, I tune into a little bit of MSNBC, a little bit of the left on satellite radio, and uh, I try to I try to guess uh, I try to get a good idea of what those folks are talking about. And they're quite they're they're very the folks on the left from what I'm what I've gathered today are very high on the vice president. They're saying that he's going to wipe the floor with Paul Ryan, that he's been there and he's done that and he knows his stuff inside out. And uh, this debate's going to be all about business and uh 
and he, and and he needs to, and and that the Obama administration needs a clear win tonight, and Joe Biden's going to give it to him. That uh, yeah, Paul Ryan is smart. Uh, he's personable. You know, he's a good-looking guy. He's got less than six percent body fat, but you know, he he uh, he he doesn't have the gravitas of uh, of a Joe Biden. For all Oba- for for all Biden's gaffes, he's got uh, he's got the gravitas. So uh, what say you? Call the numbers three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. A lot of folks are thinking that. Uh, you know the the jig is up. That uh, you know a lot of us celebrated. A lot of us. I'm 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 one of the folks who celebrated. Uh, you know uh, Barack Obama getting his ass whooped the other night. I sure did. But uh, you know you gotta you gotta wonder. You know. So while we mull that around, I'd like to get to the topic for tonight, the first topic of the night. So this is what goddamn America looks like. And I took the title and some of the verbiage from an article written by Stella Paul in The American Thinker. And But before I kick it off, I want to start it off just right to get you, well, to get you in the mood. So here we go. Let, let's get in the mood for this topic, and feel free to call in if you like. Chicago for 20 years, where his pastor has been Reverend Jeremiah Wright, the man who performed the Obama's marriage ceremony, and the man Obama credits for the title of his book, The Audacity of Hope. Reverend Wright has built a large and loyal following at his church, the Trinity United Church of Christ, on Chicago's South Side. With a powerful voice and his strong words, Reverend Wright can be a mesmerizing presence. The angels in heaven were singing, God never fails. And he often uses the gospel to affirm his strong political views, as in this 2003 sermon, damning the United States for its treatment of blacks. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing, God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than humans. It's not known if Senator Obama was in the church on this day, but he has sought to play down Reverend Wright's overall approach. I don't think that uh, my church is actually particularly controversial. During the campaign, the senator has defended what he calls Reverend Wright's social gospel. So he was one of the leaders in calling for divestment from South Africa and uh, some other issues like that. Uh, And he thinks it's important for us to focus on uh, what's happening in Africa. Uh, And I agree with him on that. But an ABC News review of more than a dozen services, which are offered for sale by the church, found Reverend Wright going far beyond issues of Africa. He refers to the U.S. as under the influence of the Ku Klux Klan. And they will not only attack you if you try to point out what's going on in white America, U.S. of KKKA. He regularly mocks black Republicans as sellouts. They live below the sea level. They live below the level of Clarence Colon and Condamnesia. In his first sermon after September 11, 2001, Reverend Wright said the U.S. had brought on the attacks with its own terrorism. 
We bombed Hiroshima. We bombed Nagasaki. And we nuked far more than the thousands in New York and the Pentagon. And we never batted an eye. We have supported state terrorism against the Palestinians and black South Africans. And now we are indignant because the stuff we have done overseas is now brought right back into our own front yard. America's chickens are coming home to roost. Reverend Wright retired last month, but members of the church say he left a lasting impression on them and Senator Obama. He spoke the truth, continues to speak the truth, and people can label that as radical, but I think it's incisive. No, I wouldn't call it radical. I'd call it being black in America. Not radical. How radical is that? Reverend Wright declined to comment or appear on this program, as did Senator Obama. In his most recent appearance in Ohio, when he was asked about it, Senator Obama said that Reverend Wright was like an old uncle who sometimes says things I don't agree with. Now, I had some chickens, and I wasn't sure when they were roosting or not. What does that mean, I wonder? And maybe I should know what a chicken, when a chicken comes home to roost... But I think you understand the point here. Four years ago, our media overlords assured us that President Empty Chair was really candidate Empty Pew, a parishioner who sat for 20 years in Reverend Jeremiah Wright's nutty, hate-mongering, anti-white church, and he never heard a single word. God bless America? No, no, no. God damn America, thundered Reverend Wright. And just in case you missed the delicate subtleties of his black liberation theology, he helpfully noted that 9-11 was Americans' chickens coming home to roost. Well, Americans' chickens are surely roosting. <laughs> They're roosting overtime right now. Freedom Wings is in the house. Stephen Van Grast is here. DCS914 with a great blog talk radio show, as well as Freedom Wings, one of the top blog talk radio shows in all of blog talk radio, least of all in the conservative side. So, let's survey the wreckage of the country formerly known as the leader of the free world. Now, you may be forgiven for suspecting that Obama may, or rather did indeed, overhear a sermon or two during his loyal decades in Wright's Trinity Church. Wright preached against middle-classness. Quote, middle classness, end quote. And hey, Obama's certainly taking care of that. In fact, even master debater Joe Biden admits that the middle class has been, quote, buried, end quote, in the last four years. Did you know that Reverend Wright lovingly published Hamas editorials in his church's newsletter? Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, is Obama's foreign policy, in a nutshell, what Reverend Wright speaks to? 
As for the Lifetime Achievement Award that that uh, Wright bestowed upon Louis Farrakhan, I fully expect that in a second Obama term, we'll be graced with Secretary of State Farrakhan. <laughs> Just kidding, that'll never happen. And if that won't pass congressional muster, Obama can simply appoint Farrakhan another czar. Does anyone think that Obama will not surely overstep even further in a second term? Never mind the audacity of hope. The book title that Obama swiped from a Reverend Wright sermon, let's spotlight the audacity of the media for dematerializing the screeching elephant in the national room that was Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Now, thanks to reporter Jeremy uh, Corsi and HillBuzz.org, founder Kevin Dijon, we learned that Reverend Wright may possibly have played an even more central role in Obama's fraud-filled life, arranging Obama's marriage to Michelle Robinson as a convenient cover for some of Obama's left-savory lifestyle choices. And by the way, I've got a zippy new hobby of collecting Democratic sham marriages. <laughs> yeah, that's an that's an there's another rumor going around that President Obama is secretly gay. And quite frankly, I tend to believe those rumors. But that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about Reverend Wright, and then we're going to move on to tonight's round two matchup of Joe Biden and the stud. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need to say. That's all you need to hear. As for the wedding ring that Michelle Obama slipped on Obama's finger during the heartwarming marriage ceremony performed by Jeremiah Wright, it turns out that it's inscribed with all these American words uh, such as uh, there's no God but Allah or wait no quote there's quote there's no God but Allah in quote did you know that did you know that the wedding ring that Obama wears is inscribed with quote there is no God but Allah, in quote. Brilliant sleuthing by filmmaker Joel Gilbert, who decoded the elaborate Arabic scrawls on the gold ring that Obama has been photographed wearing for more than 30 years. Ever since his bachelor days at Occidental College, and yes, this is the ring that our commander-in-chief now wears in the White House. Now, I've been following the story so far. And if you've been following the story, America is now cursed with a, quote, president, end quote, who's steeped in American-hating theology, who is locked into a sham marriage to cover his alleged dangerous and highly blackmailable personal prolectivities, and who stylishly pledges his eternal love and loyalty for Allah. But wait, there's more. There's more. As our affirmative action pharaohs loses respect for the American people, he brazenly 
he brazenly funded his campaign with millions of untraceable dollars for America's enemies. Only 2% of Obama's huge $181 million September haul is traceable. Much of it may be coming from Obama.com, a website owned by Robert Roche, an American citizen living in China. With close business ties to the Chinese government, Obama.com redirects you to Obama's official campaign website where you can donate without entering your credit card security code, making it or making illegal foreign donations so delightfully simple. You don't need to have that security code because with a security code, the donations will be much much easier to trace. Oh, and oh yeah, those those jobless numbers that came out at uh, around 8:30 today. Dramatically low, weren't they? Dramatically low, but there's one small problem. One very huge, one very large state wasn't counted. Which is why the numbers are so low. Now, uh, a couple of uh, Blog Talk radio hosts were in in on the chat uh, last night and the night before, and they suggested that it would, it's almost impossible to fix those numbers, to fix the numbers so that they reflect favorably for President Obama. But hold on, not so fast. It's easy to fix those numbers if you simply don't count one of the biggest states <laughs> in the nation. You just don't count them. Uh, Fox Nation, the Fox Nation uh, has an article says that it says strange jobless claims, uh, strange jobless claims sank to three hundred thirty nine thousand in latest week. Though data didn't include one large state, would you care to guess which state that is? Okay, the article reads the number of U.S. workers. Billing applications for jobless benefits fell last week, a hopeful sign for the job market following the recent drop in unemployment rate to its lowest level since January 2009. Initial jobless claims, a measure of layoffs, were down by 30,000 to a seasonally adjusted 339,000 in the week ending October 6. The Labor Department said Thursday Economists surveyed by Dow Jones Newswire had forecast 365,000 new applications for jobless benefits last week. However, the report may not be as positive as the sharp drop indicates. A Labor Department economist said one large state didn't report additional quarterly figures as expected, accounting for a substantial part of the decrease. Claims for the week ending September 29th were revised to 369,000 from an initial initial reported 367,000. One wonders why. Why is all these all these errors and 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 creative accounting happening just what, three weeks before the election? Are you kidding? Now, I don't tend to believe in conspiracy theories. I'm not that kind of guy. 
But it certainly seems odd, doesn't it? Does anybody else think so? It's it's it's, it's seriously strange. It it I mean, you got to you got to scratch your head with the whole big bird thing, the jobless numbers falling to 7.9 or 7.8. And then today, well, one state didn't report, which is why the numbers are down. You got to wonder why, what's going on with that. Is the fix in? I don't know. Are the American people so jaded and out of touch with what's going on every day around them, around them every single day, that they're not going to figure this out? Unfortunately, I say yes. I see that the majority of the American people are more concerned about, well, jobs, how they're going to put food on the table, getting their kids to school, all sorts of other things besides the jobless numbers. I tend to think that the majority of the American people, especially those who are already in the tank for a certain candidate, are going to look at those numbers or hear those numbers and say, wow, that's great. The numbers are going down. Obama's doing his job. And then go on uh, you know, and get in their cars and drive off to Walmart. That's it. They're not really going to be all that interested in you know, getting down to the meat of the matter and figuring out, you know, well, why are those numbers down? You know? Certainly a lot of folks on the left are not going to be reading Fox or, or reading the Fox News page or, or, or Fox Nation. They're just going to say, hey, the numbers are down. That's great. It looks good for Obama. Well, you know, maybe, you know, I'll vote for him again because, you know, he is getting the numbers down. However, the issue is that Americans are still very much out of work, still very much out of work. And you could bring the number down to zero, and that's not going to change the fact that there are people out who are out of work who are, well, you know, they're, they're collecting benefits from the government. They're not working. They're not bettering their family situation. They're not, things aren't moving the way they're supposed to. They know that. They know that. And this is why Mitt Romney is up in the polls. Now, Paul Ryan is in a fix right now. He's got to be feeling the heat because he has to continue the momentum. He can't be that guy who loses the debate tonight and stalls Mitt Romney's momentum. He can't he can't do it. Now, Obama girl just typed in the room, Romney is only leading in Florida. All other polls out today have Obama ahead in the swing states, including a substantial lead in Ohio. But that's not what I got earlier today. That's not that's not the news I got. Earlier today, on Fox News, the Pew polls, all of it say that the race in the swing states are a dead heat or Romney has a slight lead. Now, I don't know where, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that, uh, that the Obama girl put up a Washington Post article. Now, I wonder if Obama girl would put up a, an article or some stats from maybe some other newspaper other than the Washington Post. Because as we all know, the Washington Post is a seriously left-leaning newspaper. 
I mean, they're they're almost they're almost a socialist newspaper. Come on. They're they're a socialist rag. So one would wonder whether the numbers that Obama girl has in the article uh are actually factual. And and she see, and this is the problem that we have with the lamestream media. The credibility is shot. Their credibility is gone. Through all throughout last night, all throughout the week, we've been getting pupil numbers, we've been getting Rasmussen numbers, we've been getting numbers from everywhere, and every single reporter, reporting agency has Mitt Romney up in or tied in all of the swing states. And here we have here we have the Washington Post stating that Mitt is only up in Florida and that Obama has a substantial lead, a substantial lead, mind you, in Ohio. Nowhere else today. And you know what? I don't even listen to music anymore. I'm all over the news. I'm talking Fox News, I'm talking CNN, I'm talking HLN, I'm talking even the liberal channels, I'm listening to Rush Limbaugh, I'm listening to everybody. And everybody, and every news agency has Mitt Romney tied or head. But only, only the Washington Post, Washington Post alone, has Obama with a, quote, substantial lead. Substantial lead in Ohio. Is it any wonder while that newspaper is sinking into the doldrums of newspaper hell, is it any wonder why the Washington Post has absolutely no credibility pretty soon That rag, that fish wrap is going to close its doors for good. Because you can't report the news and have people read it if they can't trust what you're writing is factual. Come on. The New York Times probably has six subscribers left. Heaven knows why that place still has its doors open. Now we've got the Washington Post putting out non-factual numbers stating that Obama has has a wide margin. Oh, oh yeah, Latinos favor Obama by a wide margin. We already know that. I mean, there's no there's no there's no there's no there's no there's no debating whether or not Obama's going to get the Latino vote. None whatsoever. Quite frankly, I would submit that uh, Latinos, uh, uh, for the most part, are quite conservative. He's not going to – he's favored. He's favored, no doubt. It's just like he's favored to get a substantial uh, uh, black vote. Of course he is. Of course he is. But that doesn't mean he's going to win. So we've got the polls out. We've got uh, the Washington Post, which is sincerely liberal and in the tank for Obama, like most 
most media companies, nobody trusts those organizations anymore. Nobody trusts them. Nobody trusts what they say is accurate. That's just the bottom line. That's just the bottom line, folks. So when you know when 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 uh, when someone like Obama girl, which I which I respect, you know, I respect her opinion, you know, and uh, and 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 the information you know that's out there, you know, we, we respect it, we dig it, but it's just not. There's just no validity to it. It's just not factual. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing to it. There are no facts behind it. None. None, mind you. So, let's move on down the road. Tonight, Biden. Biden versus Ryan. Who's going to pull it out? Who's going to win? Anybody? The, oh, and by the way, just one more thing. The real unemployment rate is 15% measured by what is called U6, which includes people who are working part-time on an involuntary basis. Now, we had 4.7 million fewer jobs than the peak uh, reached at the end of 2007. And indeed, much of the improvement in jobs has been through dubious quote, seasonal, end quote, adjustments, such as the July season bump of 377,000 jobs and the largest such adjustment for July in the past 10 years. The labor participation rate has dropped to a 30-year low, and if not for that development, the unemployment rate would be much, much higher. Mr. Hope and Change has so demoralized this country that we're not even bothering to reproduce anymore, like Europe, we're trudging through today, having given up on tomorrow. Let's be clear about this. The president is not doing his job. He's doing a terrible job at doing absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Now, let's see what Obama girl has to say with this. Let's see. How about, uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Wall Street Journal. No one would call them liberal. Here are the full numbers. Okay. Okay, we've got the Florida numbers. Oh, my goodness. Clicking on that opens up, uh, wants me to open up a, an, an Acrobat file. So I can't do that. I can't do that. But uh, not right now. Every number, every number has Obama in the tank. Every number has Mitt Romney either tied or leading in the polls. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Now, Obama girl will say that uh, that uh, Obama has a substantial lead. There is nowhere, nowhere in the polls where Obama has a substantial lead. And let's just be let, let let let's just be fair right now. Let me be quite fair right now. The president of the United States has had 4 years of service to this country. When I use the word service dubiously. How is it that he is tied 
with Mitt Romney anywhere. He should be ahead in most places. The battleground states are tightening up. Mitt Romney's going to win this election. Obama is going to take get get his black ass on the first plane back to Chicago. And yeah, I I said it. I said it. And that's going to be the end of that. That's going to be the end of that. Goodbye, Mr. Socialist, Marxist, uh, 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 dubious uh, gender dude. Head on back to Chicago. You're done. You're done. Anyway, we're going to take one more one more short break, and then we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, I, I, would, I would like for Obama girl to call in, wouldn't you? I'd like for her to come in and defend her man, President Barack Hussein Obama. Winter's day with my friend the prompter. I stand alone, gazing out among you, watching you watch me. It's creepy, but it's too late. You chose me. I am Barack. I'm the Messiah. And friendship causes pain. Uh, Israel and Hamas, they're both the same. I am Barack. I'm the Messiah. Tear down this wall between government and your people. Trousers, the shirt off of your back. What makes you think I'm satisfied with that? I'm the rock. I'm the Messiah. And Barack feels your pain. And I think you'll be surprised. And welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct. Yo, yo, 
<laughs> yo, yo, what's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheesky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself is the Situation Report. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean... Tell your friends. All right, welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Stacy Dash, hot, beautiful, sexy, gorgeous, intelligent, hot, sexy and gorgeous, and intelligent. Sounds like I'm describing me, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? But no, I'm talking about Stacy Dash, uh, the actress from most notably the movie Clueless. Tweeted that she supports Mitt Romney. She went on to say that I chose him not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. Also of note, earlier in the interview... Uh, in, in an interview with CNN, uh, Dash told Morgan that she's a Democrat, that she's a Democrat who voted for Barack Obama in 2008. She says that she's voting for Romney now, quote, because of the state of the country, and I want the next four years to be different, end quote. During the interview with CNN's Pierce Morgan on Tuesday, a defiant Stacey Dash, the black actress who endorsed Mitt Romney and triggered a major Twitter meltdown that included hateful and racist comments from Obama supporters, said, Yeah, one more time. I chose Romney not by the color of his skin, but by the content of her character. Let's take a little bit of a listen to what poor, hot, lovely Stacey Dash had to say while she was being vilified by whites and blacks. I mean, the extraordinary thing is that the tweet you put out under at real Stacey Dash, and your follower count's gone up, I think, by nearly 30,000, so congratulations. But you said, vote for Romney, the only choice for your future. Hardly the most scandalous thing ever. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's purely because you are a famous black woman, or is it because you are an actress and there aren't many actresses, full stop, who are Republicans? What do you think has been the predominant factor in the fury? You know, in the fu- I really don't understand the fury. 
I don't understand it. I don't get it. Were you shocked? Were you sad? Uh, yes. I'm shocked, sad, not angry, saddened, and shocked. Really shocked. But you know what? You can't expect everyone to agree with you. These you people here, this is uh, somebody who tweeted, you're an unemployed black woman endorsing Mitt Romney. You're voting against yourself thrice, you uh. poor, beautiful idiot. <laughs> and, and somebody else has put, kill yourself, you old hag. Wow, really? I mean, really disgusting. That is, that's Tweet. pretty harsh. You say you don't feel angry, but what do you feel? I mean, do you feel offended by this? I don't feel offended because, I mean, come on, you know, you know? I think it's stupid. Just come on. You know? <laughs> All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Now, Obama girl types in the chat room here on Blog Talk Radio, Doc, do you really think a D-list, a D-list unemployed actress, Dash, really has any influence? She can vote for anyone she wants. She doesn't hold any sway with the general public. Obama girl, let me answer that. You are absolutely correct. Right up until the time she received all that backlash from Obama voters. What the people or those, those, those crass individuals who tweeted all the hate-filled tweets and messages to her should have fully understood was exactly what you just typed in the room. But instead, they believe that she does hold sway. They believe that poor, gorgeous, hot, sexy, hot, sexy Stacy Dash has some sort of influence, which is why they're afraid of her. Which is why they tweeted all those nasty remarks toward her. Which is why... She was attacked. So don't ask me. Don't ask me, Obama girl. Ask those morons who attacked her. Ask those idiots, those people who are supposed to be so tolerant, who are supposed to be all-inclusive like a resort. Ask those folks why they chose to attack that woman. Why is it that blacks are attacked and labeled sellouts by black people? Why are we called Uncle Toms and Step and Fetchets and Oreos and all kinds of names because we don't agree that black people should be given handouts and and and, and gain something for nothing? Just because of the color of your skin, somehow you deserve to be treated better than someone else. Obama girl, ask yourself why. She tweeted, she simply tweeted that she supports Mitt Romney. Pretty much nothing more. I'm paraphrasing what her tweet was. And for that, she was attacked by not people on the right, Certainly not. She was attacked by people on the left. It reminds me of the story that Condoleezza Rice told as to why her family switched from Democrat to Republic. Do you remember me telling that story, folks, a while back? How uh, Condoleezza's dad was on his way to vote 
he was on his way to vote Democrat one 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 sunny uh, one sunny morning in Alabama, and he was given all kinds of hell by the Democrats at the voting at the voting uh, the voting booth. He was asked to take a poll tax. Uh, he was asked for a poll tax. He was asked to prove that he could read and write and so on and so forth. He decided that he'd had enough of that kind of treatment. He walked directly across the street to the Republican polling office, and he was welcomed with open arms. Welcomed with open arms and allowed to vote with no problem whatsoever. This is why black folks, this is why people are turning away from the Democrat Party. Because you all preach tolerance. You preach diversity. But only tolerance and diversity as long as you agree with the Democrat Party. If you don't agree with the Democrat Party, then you are a bigot, you're a racist, you're an Oreo, you're an Uncle Tom, you're a step and fetch it, and all kinds of other names. Poor Stacey Dash, you know what? She didn't she she is a B list actress, that's for sure, right now. But you know what? What happened was she's been put she's been fought to the forefront right now. She's out there now. And you know what? She's out there now and she's gonna sway votes not because of anything that she's done, but because of the mean spirited nastiness of liberals, Democrats. So when you talk about the D-list actress who holds no sway, quite frankly, now she does. She does now, sweetie. She does now, Obama girl. She holds sway because independents are going to say, look at this woman being attacked simply for tweeting that she supports Mitt Romney. You don't think that's going to sway a few votes here and there? I kind of think it does. I kind of think... If if it if it sways if, if if what she's gone through sways ten fifteen twenty votes, she will have made a difference. And you know what? It will be all because of you nasty, mean spirited assholes calling yourselves liberals. Oh, this is about diversity. You should love it. everybody. Should love each other. We should be. We should all. Can we all just get along? You know, people should be able to think whatever they want. People should be able to do whatever they want to do. Unless you don't agree with me. Then you're a racist and a bigot and you ain't no damn good. Well, folks, it's just about that time. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Because in just a few minutes, round two. Are you excited? I've never been excited for a debate ever, but I am now. So, without further ado, I want to thank everybody for this tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out of here. We're out, out, O-U-D, out, gone, 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 gone. All right, good night, folks. Whew, what a night, Stacey Dash. Beautiful, beautiful, sexy woman. And Freedom Wings is absolutely right. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. There are plenty of things you could be doing. You chose to come into my room and listen to the show and listen wherever you are. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you very much. Let's move on and get our TVs on. Tune into Fox News and watch the debate. 
We're out. <laughs>